Hello, and welcome to another episode of Where Were the Other Podcasts Going? <laughs> I was wondering what would break first, your podcast or your body. That's my secret, Cap. I'm always podcast. <laughs> Do I really look like a guy with a podcast? So that, of course, was part of our rotating titles that we have for every episode. Uh, our name, of course, is Houston. We have a podcast. We are, I will make the claim, the best podcast called Houston. We have a podcast in Toronto That's and right. around the world. Shots fired. Shots fired, indeed. NASA. Bang, bang. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to be talking about cinematic universes. We have a couple of experts here, Cam and Kevin who are going to be helping us along this journey. Uh, we, of course, we're going to do pitches, as always, our favorite segment and our fan favorite segment. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a fight later in the episode, and we're going to have you know, a little bit of a, a kickoff conversation of what is a cinematic universe. Uh, I'd also like to add that uh, we have a special announcement in the social media uh, update, so stay tuned for that one as well. Make make sure you stay long enough past the 10-minute mark. <laughs> I've been watching those YouTube analytics. I can see you guys are not listening to the whole episode. <laughs> really? All right, yeah. so let's get into it. Uh, our two guests, Cam and Kevin, as per usual, we're going to have you guys give us a movie and a character that represents you as a person to let the audience get to know you. Uh, Cam, how about you go first? I'm going to start. My movie would be Fargo. Just because it's a phenomenal movie, it is. Cobras. It's got like the Midwestern sensibilities, but it's like super dark. And then as a, a character, I'd go Brad Pitt's character in the. Uh, oh my gosh, not the Men Who Stare at Goats. Burn after reading. That was a good. That <laughs> yep. was a good character. Yup. That was a good character. Because <laughs> he's super stoked all the time, and I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the. Uh, no, wait, I would spoil it if I said the one scene that I saw in that movie. <laughs> That's probably the one. Yeah. <laughs> I was questioning how Fargo relates to you as a person, but the Brad Pitt, Burn After Reading character, perfect. So I appreciate time. that. Yeah, with right? a higher IQ. I just saw a meme of him like today, just like... <laughs> that is my chance. I love that. <laughs> and uh, Kevin, how about yourself? So uh, for the character, I picked um, Mike Lowry from Bad Boys, mainly because <laughs> I'm just super loud and... <laughs> Super extra, you know, oh, very obnoxious sometimes, but you know, it's whatever. Um, for the movie, I decided, well, I was going to pick my, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I know it was picked already, so I had to go another way, and I decided to pick Bad Boys. <laughs> well, yeah, because it makes sense with Mike Lowry and Bad Boys, but also because, like, um, I live in a, in a very close-knit, like, uh, friendship with like a lot of guys and we we're like really cool with each other and we're all very like ride to die so you know what shout out to the bad boys if you're <laughs> listening to this and yeah that's pretty much me true yeah. welcome to the show guys uh and another thing that we're introducing for this episode is a very quick round table on what have you guys seen lately what do we want to recommend for our audience uh paulo how about you take it first oh i was really hoping uh, you were going to pick me first because I just realized I didn't think about this while we were... <laughs> Cam, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I just saw War for the Planet of the Apes, which was actually, like, phenomenal. I, I, I really enjoyed that movie, thought it was better than the second one, and I thought the second was better than the first, so... Damn. Right? Damn. There, it's on an upward trajectory. That, that, that trilogy yeah. is solid. That's yeah. rare. That's pretty cool. Kevin, about yourself. Uh, for me, uh, the last movie I saw that I really, really liked, it was uh, Baby Driver. You son of a... <laughs> I watched it with Apollo. I know. I went before him. 
It was such an awesome movie. Um, what I really liked about it is that the the musicality of the movie was really like intertwined with all the action scenes, and it it, it like flowed so well, and like mm -hmm. really like high points in the movie. Sorry, not movie, but really high points in those scenes, very big points in those scenes, really blended so well. And like as a person that like likes to sit down and listen to music, it was a it was a a big hit for me. So. You know, it was dope. You know what? I'm gonna double down on that. I'm no! Not, I'm not even gonna think of another one. No, but seriously, like I, I want that movie to do well. Yeah. And I really liked it as well. So yeah. I, I am going to, I'm gonna add to that, uh, to that. Uh, I don't know. I'm. That's mine too. Because. I'm gonna agree with that. Um, I'm also gonna add another movie to the conversation. Uh, I'm gonna recommend The Big Sick. Uh, oh, I, rec oh, I, I watched this recently and. It. Like, the structure of the movie, it seems like every bad chick flick that you've ever seen, that it's like, oh no, there's a weird, awkward, like, cultural difference between, like, the girl and his family. Uh, and it's like, oh, they're trying to blend comedy with, like, romance. And usually these movies, these movies never work, but everything in the big sick, like, the comedy works, the relationship works, the family drama works. So, uh, I loved everything about it. Go watch it. I'm curious if that's maybe because it's like the actual story of Kumail Nanjiani and Emily I Gordon. Had no it? It I had no idea. I had no idea that happened. Like that was what the movie was about until the end credits when they were like, oh, here's his real life, his real <laughs> wife and his real family. And I was like, oh shit, this is a real story? Yeah. That's crazy. It, it, it's like, it's yeah. unbelievable. And also like, Judd Apatow doesn't do any wrong. Like, yeah, it's like, pretty solid all around. It's pretty good. Um, okay, so to get into the meat of the conversation, we're talking about cinematic universes. So there's two quick questions we're going to address before we go into our pitches and fight segments and the first one being what is a cinematic universe like what separates something like star wars which is just you know a, a straightforward franchise a bunch of episodes versus uh, a cinematic universe that might be multiple franchises within the same universe any thoughts on that go ahead sorry <laughs> well just like i think the connective tissue and having like the characters that can exist in their own standalone movies but then also show up as even a background character in other movies it just really it makes it gives it a sense of like wholeness and almost grounds it in almost a reality whether that's like our reality or the reality that exists in the universe mm -hmm. it still grounds it i agree with that i think a good example of that is uh, a lot of quentin tarantino's movies yeah um not even that there's like they appear in the the other movies but there's like references not only like in the disney references where there's like a, a, a poster of I don't know, like a, a Cars poster in a Toy Story movie that probably didn't happen, but like they, they <laughs> yeah, do stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like in Quentin Tarantino's movies, like he's said, like there's certain characters that are like ancestors of other characters, and like the way that those are intertwined, I think that's what makes like a really good uh, cinematic universe. Yeah. So, leading off of that, the cinematic universes have begun the thing that Hollywood is saying: we got to do this for everything. So what's going to be the next cinematic universe? Like, how far are they going to take this? What do we think? What are our predictions of what are going to be the next ones? Oh, well, honestly, um, looking back at a couple of articles I've been reading over the last couple of months, I think the next one, well, not the next one, but in the near future, they're going to try and do a reboot of the whole Mortal Kombat um, cinematic <laughs> universe. So, I, like, I think that's Combine be it with Tekken. What's wrong like... with the current cinematic universe? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's dead. It's like, yeah, okay. it's like 10 years old now, right? Like, it was, I think the last one was 1997. That's 20 years. 20 years. Oh, wow. Jesus. Ooh. I'm too drunk to do math right now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like, I think a whole reboot of it and having, like, a separate, like, um, uh, standalone movie for, like, Sub-Zero or Scorpion and have those stories told. Like, I think that would be a great... Because, like, going back to your last episode with the whole... Um, 
Oh, you listen. <laughs> <laughs> With the whole like a video games to movies, I think it'd be really great. To yeah, see a really, yeah. Uh, like a, a video game going done. One well. of those things. Yeah, that like the Marvel universe is doing, or like Quentin Tarantino. I I like that. I just hope that if that ever actually does happen, they don't make it about a fighting tournament. No, you know what? <laughs> I think if it's gonna succeed, it's gonna have to do like it's gonna be off. It has to be. It has like, to be a Earth. real. Yeah. It has to be like like some craziness. Not even. Yeah, but not even just that. Like. It has to use those characters, but like give them an actual story well, other yeah. than a fighting. Well, because like if you look back at those stories, like all those characters have their separate. Yeah, stories, exactly. Right. So like to, just for those to be told and then put yeah. into a whole one big movie, like everything else has been doing, I think would be crazy. Yeah. So one of my issues with cinematic universes right now is that it kind of hurts the actual storytelling. And I think if you tell a really good story, some characters have to be side characters. And you look at the original X-Men movies, and people always complain that Storm and Cyclops were not done properly. But they had a story to tell, and each character has a purpose in telling that story. And I think Cyclops and Storm were necessary as underdeveloped side characters in order to tell that story. And so the more that you try to say that every single character is a fully fleshed out, developed character, the harder it is to tell one really solid story. So that's kind of my issue with cinematic universes moving forward. Yeah. Especially with the the dark universe, that oh yeah the Justice League dark with like no no the um oh, okay. the one uh what's it called that just started with the, the mummy. mummy oh oh like oh, the okay, okay. Oh, okay having monsters. all the monsters yeah like, yeah okay. Okay. yeah like the when I watched the the Tom Cruise mummy because as being a fan of, of the, the original mummy like yeah. the money the money <laughs> the mummy we talked about this before but like being a fan of the original money mummy money she, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like, I was actually, there were certain things in the new Mummy that I, that I did really like, but I felt they suffered, like, they sacrificed those good things just so they could set up the Dark Universe, and, like, just, like, having, um, Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll. I was just gonna ask, was, like, was Hyde, like, was he shoehorned in? Because I don't understand how that plays into the Mummy, like, lore. It's all universe building. Just just like you have. Short answer, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But I mean, like, it's like interesting, but it just didn't fit. And they could have told an actual good mummy story if they didn't do that. I miss movies that are actually a one good story as opposed to an episode in a longer series. It's like, yeah, we're just setting up a universe with this movie for what is eventually going to be. That's that's really what it is, right? They're trying to get as many movies out as possible. Paolo said it himself, the money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That was, yeah, I did that on purpose. Yeah. (laughs) Good job, guys. Um, All right. So just, yeah, that was a little conversation to get it started. I think we're going to talk about these same things moving forward. And of course, we have all the answers. Hollywood is doing cinematic universes wrong. We're about to tell them how to do it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, we're going to move it over to Paulo for our social media update. Oh, right. So, I mentioned before we have a special announcement this, this month, this episode. Um, not much on the, uh, the front of Twitter mentions or uh, <laughs> Instagram uh, What was the DMs? exact amount of engagement we had? What? Oh, uh, it was zero. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> um, but special announcement: uh, we have an agreement where uh, we get ten followers for this podcast. Carson gets a Twitter. Twenty-five. I start a official Houston. We have a podcast Instagram. Fifty, and we're going all the way. We're making a Facebook group. If anyone still uses Facebook, I just made that up. So, at 100, we're doing MySpace. Whoa. <laughs> 200 Asian Avenue. <laughs> um, anyways, but speaking of, 
not, not speaking of Asian Avenue, but <laughs> we have reached our milestone of 10 followers. Carson has created the first Houston We Have a Podcast official Twitter handle. Carson, you want to say a little uh, something about your uh, about our Twitter? Should you be saying it since you're a social media dude? I should, but uh, I want Carson to do it. All right, fine. Do, do you know what the handle is? Yes, I do. It is. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even shout it out. Wow, I'm bad at my job. At H-W-H-A-P. That stands for Houston We Have a Podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. H-W-H-A Podcast. My bad. I can't read. English is my second language. H-W-H-A-P was taken, so we had to go with H-W-H-A Podcast. Uh, I'll be tweeting my random movie thoughts. And also, uh, give us your thoughts of what you want on future episodes. Do you want an episode on sports movies? Do you want on fighting movies? Do you want on war movies? What do you want? Let us know. We'll put it in. Do you want to be on the show? We'll probably have like one or two people engaging us. So prime real estate for reaching out. (laughs) Your odds are very good of becoming a guest if you want, if you send one tweet. Start your celebrity (laughs) career with us. Yep. Also, don't forget, we we have our two audio breaks as always from our uh, specialists, Kevin and Cam. Uh, So I'm going to ask a question after each one. If you answer the question correctly, you get a prize. I'm not telling you what it is. Anyways. Uh, so now uh, we're going to be doing Cam's audio clip. Uh, Cam, would you like to give us a, a quick introduction before the audio hears, or before the audience hears it? Absolutely. So having just recently seen and recommended War for the Planet of the Apes, my clip ties perfectly into that. It's the evolution of Caesar's speaking voice. I'd like everyone to really pay attention to the progression of his enunciation. It's phenomenal like for for an english speaker for a monkey it's just impressive (laughs) (laughs) take your stinking bar off me you damn 38 social media uh, game let's say uh, my question to you is to you viewer listener shit the one we have <laughs> the one to you singular listener um, who in the first uh, line that Caesar speaks who is he talking to I will accept uh, previous roles of that same actor um, <laughs> for obvious reasons um, alright so that being said we're going to go into our next fan favorite section the pitches of uh the movie universes that our experts and our fearless fearless leader have uh, come up with they've been working on these for uh 
about 30 minutes, no, like for about a week. And um, I'm going to be judging the quality of these movie universes by... <laughs> Sorry. Carson almost just broke everything. Um, I'm going to be judging these pitches by how many movies they will last for. Is that proper English? So like the MCU kind of. is lasting for 15 movies... Whereas the King Arthur Cinematic Universe is lost for, <laughs> for one. a total of one movie. It was a very good movie, though. I oh, suggest wow. you watch that as well because I want that one to do well. <laughs> uh, proper English. For how many movies will it last? Thank you, Cam. That's why we have you. Right? <laughs> He's classing up the drink here. All right. With He's drinking wine. wine. <laughs> um, Los Mulas. <laughs> anyways, we are going to start it off with. Eedy, meeny, miny, mo, catch a cam, go. Okay. Oh, that rhymed. Mine kind of builds off of the Dan episode last week where I'm going to pitch the NCU, the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Oh, no. I Damn feel it. like it's <laughs> just like ripe. Damn. Just complete, like, how many titles do they have? How many movies could the Mario universe alone make? You've got Mario. Mario and Luigi, Super Mario World, those are just three, and I don't even play the games, <laughs> right? On top, okay, so, for my first movie, I'm going to pitch Mario, I think that's directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they did Whoa. the Lego movie, they also did Last Man on Earth, they also did Clone High, it's a, like kind of their TV references, but... I didn't know if you did the Last Man on Earth. Yeah, I've at least... They did the uh, the pilot episode, which was like phenomenal. Okay, so it's safe to say this is going to be a reboot of the original Mario movie. <laughs> I hope no, so. <laughs> we, we are not picking up from like. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think uh, it's due for a reboot. All right. Um, for the, so for Mario, I think Josh Gad would make a fantastic Mario. Oh shit! Just because he's kind of like in the I don't know popular culture. Of, like, he's a <laughs> Thank you. I was looking for the word. He's, oh, in, the okay. he's, he's in the shape. He no. won't hear this. You can say no. whatever you want about it. Josh Gad is not listening? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good note. Um, for Luigi, Ty Burrell. Ooh. I know they're supposed to be brothers, and Ty Burrell is like in his 50s or something like that, but like, in any case, he's the, guy, the dad from Modern Family. That's okay, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, he's um, in Dawn of the Dead, too. Dawn of the Dead. He's in The, Incredi the Incredible Hulk, or just Hulk? He's in one of those movies. He is, as the boyfriend of... As the uh, boyfriend, of, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I thought that uh, Andre Brower would be a good Bowser mm. as the villain. Okay. Um, Context. He, okay. he plays Captain Holt in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. Um, I, I, I just, I feel like he has the gravitas to pull off, like, a Bowser. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. So, like, the tone of the movie would still obviously be kind of, like, comedy action... Uh, but in any case, uh, I thought that for the other kind of like side villains, we could have the Koopa played by Danny DeVito. Because, Is it like a again, bunch of Danny DeVitos? <laughs> just exactly. I'm glad that you're on board with this. Just multiple, exactly the same Danny DeVito time and time you're again. You're pandering to the judge right now. <laughs> God damn you. it. You're, uh, you're doing very well. <laughs> I, okay, good, good. Um, for Boo, Louie Anderson. Louie Anderson? Is he still yeah. At least he was well, in he's baskets. A ghost, right? so. <laughs> also, he's a ghost. So if he's not, it still works. Arguably better. 
Uh, we can just like do that thing where they did for Chef in South Park, where they go back to his like old oh, lines man. and just recreate it. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reason I'm pitching the NCU is because I feel like it could sustain multiple movies, so standalone yeah. movies, and on one, yeah. different characters. So beyond the Mario universe, you could do like a Zelda or a Link rather. You could do a Metroid. Yeah. Jesus and uh, it, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. They are endless. So for Link. I was thinking the Russo brothers could do a fantastic movie. They did Civil War. Mm -hmm. They did Community. Mm. I feel as though they could get kind of like the They did tone. Community? They did Community, yeah. Okay. I feel like they could kind of, again, at least the pilot. Did you research what I like before <laughs> you did this? Just, Obviously. Just on the same level. All right, okay, okay. In any case, I feel like they could like make it a kind of like campy, fun tone, mm -hmm. but like still get the action down because Civil War was yeah. a, a great movie. So what, what are you working towards here? Working towards Super Smash Bros. Oh! Of course! You can get your Donkey Kong movies, you can get your, again, Metroid. I think David Fincher or Darren Aronofsky would do an awesome Kirby film. Okay. That, uh, not, not actually, that's a little <laughs> bit dark for Kirby, but like, still. Um, I genuinely think that Catherine Bigelow would do an awesome Samus movie. Mm. She did, uh, she, Bro, like, she her, she does, well, she's a director, okay. and she's done, like, Zero Dark Thirty, yeah. I think she did The Hurt Locker, oh, so she okay, does, okay. like, kind of, like, dark, gritty stuff, and I feel I, as I though, like seeing Samus as a dark movie. Yeah. I, right? I yeah. think Samus is taken too lightly, again, I don't play these games, but I feel like <laughs> there is some darkness in there. My roommate is a huge fan of Metroid, and he just went off on me <laughs> about her, like, history. <laughs> And I, I genuinely think that it could make a, a, a great dark kind of war movie mm -hmm. with some like serious undertones. Mm -hmm. I just, as a callback to the Mortal Kombat thing we were talking about before, I hope this Super Smash Brothers movie is not about a tournament. <laughs> like Melee? Well, it, it's, it, it would absolutely have to do with the Master Hand. I don't see any other possible yeah, film. Okay. But like, okay. how could you work That's him it. into those other universes? Okay. I, uh, that, I'm, I've, I've not fully fleshed that out but I think there's opportunity <laughs> at the very least. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's... All right. That is the NCU by Cam. Uh, who are we going to go with next? I am going to go with Edie, Meedy, Miney, Moe, Catcher, Tiger, Carson. Okay. So, my cinematic universe was inspired by Thor in the MCU, and I am going with the biblical cinematic universe. Oh, what? We are turning... Jesus, Muhammad, Abraham, God, and Satan <laughs> into superheroes. Okay. So, we don't have that though. This is very dangerous ground you're walking So, the first movie, Jesus Christ Superhero, uh, super stars, <laughs> and this is the Tony Stark of our universe. We have Joseph Gordon Levitt playing Jesus. <laughs> and the first movie of the series, we start with. We start with the where usually the stories with Jesus end, and that's his crucifixion. But what we realize here is that this is a test by God, played by Tilda Swinton. Of course. Of course. Uh, and she's, she's testing Jesus, and she's taking him from a regular uh, kind of like prophet to a deity. And, and, and he passes the <laughs> test, and he gets his superpowers. And his superpowers is, so we see him turn water into wine. But that's actually just a test of his powers. He can turn any liquid into any other composition of matter. So that's going to come in. He's a waterbender. The, <laughs> the, the holes in his hands, 
He can shoot lasers out of his hands. The, oh, yes. the balls on this man. That <laughs> and also, he can bring anyone back from the dead. So this first movie is him, and the whole cinematic universe is about the fight for the souls of humanity of Earth. So it's which religion can get the most followers. All deities get more power by getting more worship by humans. I see shades of Constantine. A little bit, a little bit. Tilda Swinton played the angel, now she's God. Gabriel. Uh, so in the first one, she, he passes the test, he gets his superpowers, and then he takes on the Scandinavian gods of Thor and Odin. He defeats them, they're killed. That's why those religions don't exist on Earth anymore. The second movie in the series is called Muhammad the Destroyer. Oh, no. So, okay, Carson, your studio has just been destroyed. Okay, okay. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Uh, so, Muhammad, played by Riz Ahmed, who was in Rogue One. Oh! Uh, yeah, he, he's really? not. He's okay. angry I, I really he looks, like and I think him. you put a beard on him, he can play a much more like mature-looking actor. All these deities are going to be more mature. I'm afraid to be in the same room as him. <laughs> so what happens with him is, so where Jesus took off is like he went through his time on Earth, and we see him more ascend to the heavens and control it from there. With Muhammad, he's kind of come back as saying like, you know, Islam kind of changed a little bit from where he originally wanted it to be. And there is so one <laughs> figure that he's down on Earth from. Uh, so we're going with, uh, I think his name is Saeed Tagmoui. Uh, he played the, uh, the Middle Eastern guy in Wonder Woman. So he's playing a radical Islam leader who's really taking it to the extreme and all like kind of the negative side of the religion that we see now. But he also, he needs religious followers in order to gain power. So he's against him, but Saeed's character is gaining like power for him because he's getting more followers to the religion because he's radicalizing it He's getting more worship. So he has this weird relationship of like I disagree with your methodology But I also need your power. So they have this weird like need to partner but can't really partner aside And what this kicks off is the third movie. Okay, so sorry um, the first movie uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt Jesus Christ superhero uh, it was directed by Ryan Johnson, who oh. is directing the next Star Wars movie, but directed Luke. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a few other movies. Uh, he did Brothers Bloom, Brick, and I forget the other one. Uh, the uh, Muhammad the Destroyer movie is being directed by uh, Rashid Bukhareb, who is a French director who directed some gritty war movies called Days of Glory, uh, and some other ones, but it's kind of that gritty nature I wanted for that film. The third movie is going to be directed by Neil Blomkamp, and it's going to be called The Second Coming. And this is, so Muhammad came down to earth. He kind of like, the deities usually stick to the heavens. They don't want to come down to earth. Uh, Muhammad's kind of kicked it off that now all the gods are coming back down to earth. Jesus is like, I can't let Muhammad come down. I got to come down. Well, Abraham, uh, played by Joaquin Phoenix, is coming down to earth. So they're all like announcing their presence to the humans. It's, there's also a weird relationship because part of how they get followers is to radicalize and create more war. And so a partnership between deities is actually going at war with each other because they can increase their follower base by going to war with each other. So they almost put on this face to humanity that they're against each other, but all the deities don't actually agree with their principles anymore. They're just out for themselves. So that's happening in this one is we see all the gods come down. I've yet to decide whether... Uh, we want like Hinduism and Buddhism included in this universe. I think there's a lot of potential there, but I'm not sure how it fits in yet. So um, just to pause you right now, my mom is in for a very big surprise when she listens to this. Oh, um, laser oh, stigmata Jesus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's going to be so mad. Oh, I forgot. <laughs>
so Muhammad has a superpower where he's Muhammad the Prophet. He can see the future for 10 seconds sometimes. So it's almost like a spidey sense. For, and like, for it's 10, 10 seconds like, at a time or 10 like, seconds ahead? Like so King every once in a while he says no, 10 seconds into the future. And like sometimes that's enough for him to do something, but sometimes it's enough for him not to. Does he also oh. see all the So it's like a, it's kind of a thing that plays into it. Okay. Um, I had some worse like sacrilegious powers for him, but I'm not going <laughs> to mention those. <laughs> um, worse. Okay. So what it's leading up to is uh, what we find out in the big movie, uh, again, uh, played by or directed by Ryan Johnson, is we have a, a war with each other, except they're going to war with Satan, whose goal is to remove followers of religion. So they all team up. So sort of. It's like the Avengers of religion. So they're they're kind of teaming well, up against Satan, yeah. played by. Chris Pratt. <laughs> what? Huh? In, in, and because he's making Chris, like, Chris Pratt okay. is cool. Everyone likes Chris Pratt. Yeah. Like, he's almost making uh, anti-religion look cool and sexy because it's like, it's fun. You know, we want to do that. You would tempt me. And so <laughs> his goal is if he can get no one to worship the gods, then as a fallen angel, he's actually more powerful than them. But as long as people are worshiping them, they're more powerful than he is. So the big movie, again, played by Ryan Johnson, is kind of like those deities of Jesus, Muhammad, Abraham teaming up against Satan. Uh, and what we find out in this one, which is what's going to lead into phase two and phase three, is that <laughs> God has actually given up on Earth and humanity and as actually creating a new planet and a new civilization. And she's actually going to leave Earth and say, I'm going to leave one of you in charge of it. Whoever wins this battle gets to rule Earth. And I'm going to go off and leave my own planet because I don't care about Earth anymore. So that's, that's the premise of the cinematic universe. Uh, a couple other people that, just to fill out the universe... So one of my characters is Barack Obama, but not the Barack Obama that we know, the Barack Obama that all the Republicans say he is. So he's like Muslim, he hates America, he's going to destroy America. He's a villain. Created ISIS born in Kenya. Yeah, played by Giancarlo Esposito, who played the, uh, the fried chicken guy in Breaking Bad. I think he has kind of that poise to, to play the character, but also, you know, he plays a villain. Well. Uh, we're going to have the Pope who is interesting enough, like, really for... Um, he's for the religion, uh, but, like, obviously Jesus doesn't care. He just wants to worship. Played by Morgan Freeman. Uh, we're gonna Which played pope? By Morgan the Freeman. Pope is going to be played by Morgan Freeman. Uh, we're going to have an archangel that's on Chris Pratt's side, played by Jennifer Lawrence, who kind of shows up here and there. Uh, and then we're going to have the president of the U.S., played by Amy Adams, who's kind of, like, representing the soul of, you know, a certain section of humanity. Uh, obviously, it's playing to a U.S. audience, so the president of the U.S. is kind of showing where the, the people are going. So, that's the cinematic cinematic universe that I've created. Oh my, holy shit! That's there's there's a a lot a lot of material there. Yeah. The, okay, well we're gonna go into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's okay, Kevin. Um, not sure how you're gonna follow that one, but take it away. All right, so the universe that I want to do, I wanna I wanna make amends for um. Uh, a long known, uh, not long known, but an early movie from the DC Universe that was actually supposed to start off the JLA Universe that's happening right now. I'm talking about the Green Lantern Universe, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to apologize. <laughs> Out loud sigh. <laughs> yeah. Just need to make amends for this, because I, 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 I watched it twice, and I, I wanted to give it a, a second chance the second time I watched it. And I was a lot like, of perseverance. I was. <laughs> Does it hold up? I, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> okay. You know what? It's one of those movies that's actually worse the second time around. Shocking? I think it, was... it holds up and it's exactly as bad as it. No, no, no. It's worse. It's worse. Because <laughs> then you notice the even worse things. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to start off. Uh, we're we're going to do 
not a movie about Hal Jordan, who's the main Green Lantern person. We're going to do a movie about the lesser-known guy, uh, Jon Stewart. And the actor that I have playing Jon Stewart is Mr. Idris Elba, who I think would oh. be friggin' phenomenal for that. So Absolutely. Not the real right? Jon Stewart no. from The Daily Show. <laughs> well, obviously! God damn it, he's not a Green Lantern. He's the understudy. <laughs> he should have a cameo, like he's the stand. You know what? That's actually a good idea. Maybe he should. I'll just throw that Or like someone calls Idris Elba, like, John! Or John, John Stewart! Stewart! And then, and then right John there. Stewart turns around. It's like... It's like yes, the Stan Lee cool. cameo yeah, of the yeah, DC yes, universe. Yes, that would be okay, cool, actually. Cool. Sorry. Continue. Thank you for making my movie. My movie. <laughs> that movie. much better. Uh, so, I, uh, the, the villains that I have in this movie... Um, so, in the JLA universe for Green Lanterns, um, the the villains, the antagonists, would be the other Lantern Corps. So, there's, there's seven other colors in that spectrum. And uh, some of them are good, some of them are bad. So, I'll just quickly break down what they are. Um... So you have the main one, which is in the middle of the spectrum, which is green. Uh, that is willpower. Then you have uh, other other known colors that are clo like closer to the middle, which are also good, like violet, which is love, blue, which is hope. Then you have orange, fear, which is yellow. Orange, which is soft choice. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have um, you have like red, which is rage. So what I want to do is I want to play on um, like the the darkest color, which is not really a dark color. It's it's black. Okay. So, so in this universe, black is like the death of everything. So, at the end of it all, I want it to be like a showdown between the good lanterns versus the bad lanterns. So, like, I'll quickly break down. Like, okay. How, how, how do you build up to that with the first like few movies? Like, okay, you have so the original, the the introduction, right? Yes. For John Stewart. So for John Stewart, um, I'm. It's gonna. The first movie is obviously gonna be the origin story of John Stewart. So yeah. He's, he's a he's a cop. He's one of those. Uh, crazy like not crazy sorry one of those like uh hard nose like nobody listens to him doesn't give a shit about authority okay. type cops is idris elba uh from london here or is he no 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 obviously not oh okay <laughs> uh, you know what no he's not okay <laughs> it wouldn't work it wouldn't work it, just, okay. it wouldn't fit okay so what i'm thinking of here is like you remember that scene in anchorman where all the different stations come together <laughs> oh. when we have all the lanterns come together who's the person like actor or character that represents like each of these people that's tough because I haven't figured out who is going to be for those main lanterns. Because like I don't want to show all the lanterns in this in this whole universe. Like they'll be like cam like some of the lanterns are not that important to this story. Okay. So like you have green, which is like the main one. Then you have um, black, which is the like like okay. Bad, so bad those one. are the two main. So the two main ones. Are there any others? So like then you have yellow. So yellow is actually going to play a, a big part in. Uh, they're going to be the tool to the black. So yellow is uh, fear. Yeah. So it's going to be. Um, in the DC universe, there's a, the main guy that brought the yellow core back. His name is Sinestro, and who who I'm thinking of having playing him is between two two three, two people, two people. Um, two people. I would actually have your opinion on who you think would be the uh, the better uh, choice. So I got Hugo Weaving. Oh, right, right. Who's oh, just gonna play? So good. Who's right? just gonna that's play every great. villain ever? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does a good job at it. Right? Does, yeah. Or uh, Jason Isaacs. Oh, he's good too. Jason Isaacs again? He's um. He's, uh, have you seen, um, Event Horizon? Okay, that was a little too I obscure. know the movie now. I can't remember. Uh, tip of my tongue. He's in so many things, but. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Armageddon, uh, the scientist who actually comes up with the idea of drilling the. Uh, That's also not that helpful. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I say you keep it as Mark Strong as Sinestro. Oh, Mark Strong. He, he, I think he oh, was yeah, the he Sinestro was the in the original yeah. terrible I couldn't, movie. I couldn't he was good, him. but. But I, he was great. He was, he was. And also, he I mean, like, villainous. he was like one of the like he fit the bill, like right? physically exactly. look. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it works. Um, so he would be the, the main antagonist for that first movie. So it's like yellow versus green, 
in like in the JLA universe, that's a big thing. That's like okay. good versus bad. So, so it's like rebooting the original. Pretty one. much. Well, it's hope versus fear. So just in terms of like it's the will versus fear. or will versus it's fear. Will versus right. Fear. Yeah. 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 So in that story, it's basically um, John getting recruited by Kyle Reiner, who's going to be played by none other than uh, JGL. Who? Oh. J- <laughs> Who he's, I, gonna, like, he's gonna be very busy. Yeah, right? he is. Yeah. <laughs> like when you said, that, I was like, "Shit, I got. I'm using him too." But yeah, so he's gonna be. Um, he's gonna be. He's the younger, like more like hipper. No, I said hip. He's like the the prodigy child for, okay. for Green Lantern. So uh, he takes it's a good role for him. Yeah. So uh, Hal Jordan, who play, who's played by uh, Bradley Cooper, dies. Bradley. He's the main Bradley Cooper. I thought it would be okay. a good right. So he's the main guy. He dies. Um, JGL is uh, Kyle Renner, who's the second guy. He takes uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, why? <laughs> John, <laughs> John Stewart, under his wing, trains him. And um, they go up against uh, Sinestro. Okay. And uh, they find out at the end of the movie that Sinestro is not the main yellow um, okay. villain. It's yeah. actually Parallax. And uh, this Parallax character was, cre- was released by Sinestro and is like this parasitic, like uh, fear-eating being. So he's the one, he comes to Earth, destroys Earth, in- Oh, so he destroys Earth, um, causing this... Not destroys Earth, but he destroys, like, a couple of cities, just wreaks havoc, and uh, it causes Jon Stewart to, like, uh, push himself further to become, like, the Green Lantern. So at that point, that's, like, the, the first movie, really. And then you got the second movie where he he, um, he, he finds... The, it's more of, like, a dr- dramatic uh, movie, so he, he, um, he finds his, uh, his wife. Jon Stewart? Yeah, so he... Who's actually a Green Lantern as well. Oh, sorry. So he finds this. Uh, so he falls in love with this Green Lantern. Uh, they have this whole loving, this love thing going on, and then eventually she gets killed in the in the second one. Okay. And then um, he's like, he's just broken down. So it's really just more of a, a dramatic build up to the next movie. Yeah. And then the next, the he, the next movie, he finds out that she can be brought back to life by the Black Lantern, and that's when the Black. And Lantern, that's the big. This is the big yeah. one. So that's when the Black Lantern comes in, and uh, like he finds out. Like, okay, so. The Black Lantern is all about death. He can bring back people from the dead. He uses people from the dead to do his bidding, but he doesn't know that specific part yet. Okay. So he just knows that she can be brought back, and like it's that's like his main tech. thing. Sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it has traces of the movie. There <laughs> yeah. you go. Uh, so he 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 does whatever he can. So he goes scours uh, the the universe, and that's how big this whole thing is, because like the the all the other lanterns are other parts of the galaxy. So that would be the main part of that third movie, and then. The fourth movie, or like the last part, he finds out that the cost to bring back his his wife, his his love, is is far too great. It would cost like the death of like planets and sacrifice. Exactly. He has to give up his wife. So he, in order to get the Black Lantern uh, to bring back his wife, he would have to kill like so many other people, and that's when um, like side lanterns would come in. Like the, obviously he would meet yeah, them, yeah. and so on and so forth. And then. Um, at some point during this entire <laughs> thing, he he defeats Parallax. I don't know where it's gonna be. Parallax is the the yellow uh, lantern being. Yeah. And then he finds out that it's Hal Jordan, who was actually converted over. So Hal Jordan wasn't killed earlier. No, he wasn't. He just got taken over by yeah. a parasite. So, Parallax. So Sinestro <laughs> releases Parallax, who is this alt- like this being that needs a host. Which is and the host because is Hal Jordan, Jordan. Okay. and Hal Jordan just loses his mind and just so it's a because he's such a strong lantern he destroys so much. It's, it's a like, twist four movies in the making. Yeah, so I, I was thinking about so there's a part of me thinking about doing a, um, like 
like significant deaths. So when Parallax destroys parts of Earth, he actually destroys the space station that JLA is in. So like they have Ooh. so many heroes there. So like I was I was thinking about putting key key characters there. I was thinking about killing off Batman. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and then being brought back by the Black Lantern as a Black Lantern. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Stuff like that. and like maybe the Green Arrow and but yeah All that's right. pretty much kind of. All right. I'll have to cut you off there. All right, um, so we have three good ideas. Uh, Two great ideas and one okay. <laughs> yeah, because one is like super sacrilegious. <laughs> that's the uh, best one. Yeah. Thank you, Paulo. <laughs> but, um, okay, so what we're going to do, uh, we're going to have a very short, uh, just a battle between our three pitches. It's a, a bit of a free-for-all. Uh, they're going to go at it, and uh, this is going to help me decide which one I think will last for the most amount of movies. Is that good English? I don't know. Ready, set, go. Okay, so, so here's the thing I think about Nintendo. Like, I think, honestly, like, if, if these were to be made, that's, this would be the one that would be the most successful. But I'm trying to think, like, as a movie fan, I would stop watching because I don't know, like, what is the emotional investment? Like, what is the real... Like, what are we getting at? What, like, what are the individual stories of Mario? And you're talking about directors like David Fincher, but what is the real <laughs> darkness that they're getting? <laughs> David Fincher for the Kirby movie, just to reiterate. <laughs> it's a real Gone Girl vibe. Oh my um, God, for Kirby. <laughs> um, so, that movie aside, let's say that's the outlier, that's the art film of the cinematic universe. Um, Again, I don't play these games, so I don't fully know. <laughs> but I'm assuming at some point there's a princess who's captured by a bad guy. Or like some, in a something lot of those. those lines, right? <laughs> That's like, a very yeah. large part of the Mario yeah. games, okay. so I'll let you know. <laughs> I appreciate that. So like, even like I, in an early iteration, yeah. like Donkey Kong would take her and stuff like that, right? So my question is, <laughs> who's true. your Tony Stark? Who's the one that's like, this is why people watch these big movies? Like, sorry, who, Are you going like, traditional as Mario? You're talking like... Josh Gad is the one who's holding down your franchise I'm talking, Mario. Oh, I Josh Gad, Josh Gad, he was, um, oh shoot, what's Olaf? the snowman's name? Is that Olaf? It's Olaf. Okay, he was Olaf. because um, <laughs> you couldn't see his face. Like, you can't see him. <laughs> he's not that charismatic. But, 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 but is Bowser going to be him, though? Like, wouldn't oh, it be more... No, he's going to be Mario. Oh, sorry, my bad. I'm he, so lost. I'm sorry. He, and who's your Link for Zelda? Um, Link for Zelda is, uh, his name is Nathan O'Toole. He played Bjorn in Vikings, the TV show. I'm not the sure if guy? you followed that at all. The no, the young Bjorn. No, Viewer, go, uh, sorry, listener, Google that. So and like, then tweet it. I, I feel like this is a really great idea, but you don't have the star power to really grasp that idea. Like, you need somebody who doesn't really fit. Like, I feel like Josh this, Gad this is, is a good a fit good for movie. Mario. Whoever this person is, I don't know. Like, sure, let them be a good fit for, like, Link. But ultimately, you need someone like a Robert Downey Jr. or a Ben <laughs> Affleck who's just like, this is like the main guy who's holding on the franchise. Just came up with it on the spot. Jacob Tremblay, that kid from The Room. He's killing it. People seem to love Wait, him. Are you recasting your Mario? I'm reca No, I'm recasting my Link. Oh, okay. He'd be a good Link. Yeah. He'd be a good Link. I think he could hold up. And so Link will be like the main... Or are you just keeping it as Mario? I Oh, well, no. I think for the for the first like introductory movie, we go Mario. Because I feel like that's the most accessible I feel like I feel people. like you should do it the same way they did it. Not the same way, but like have it later like after because he's like the main dude. don't it, don't help him kevin you're supposed to be fighting no 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 kevin i sorry. appreciate it i agree i'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take that and i'm gonna go with it we're doing mario first link's gonna come down the line 
I, um, I still think like Mario. Mario is the big Nintendo character, and if you don't have someone who's perfect for that role and a star, then it's people aren't going to give as much Gatt. credit. <laughs> Josh Gad isn't the guy. He's not the guy. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jesus. Joaquin Phoenix as Abraham. That's not bad. Man. Oh that no, good good. I, I don't mean I don't to take away because like, legitimately, pretty good. I, no, no, the Joaquin Phoenix for uh, who? Who is he? Abraham. 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 Yeah. No, that's great casting. Like, I wanted Paul Dano as Jesus, but I recognize oh, that he would be perfect to play How about, the role, but, but you he do... doesn't have the star power. Joseph Gordon-Levitt so is greasy. a lesser version, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt has the star power to really make It doesn't matter how much star power you have. You're not going to end up making a movie. They're going to... Just, they okay. just, it's done. Star power? <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis as Mario. <laughs> uh, he's Maybe retired like now. for me. Like, yeah. He'll work. come back. He'll come he's back retired. for Mario. He's going to come back out of retirement for Mario. <laughs> With Phil Lord and Chris Miller, done. That's not going to work. <laughs> I think oh, that Danny DeVito idea was so good. That was a good one. <laughs> as the Koopa? That was, that was, that was a knee slapper. I, that was I, good. That, that's, it will hold up. It will hold up. As just a bunch of Danny DeVitos crawling <laughs> around on the ground trying to get Mario, Josh Gad, or Daniel Day-Lewis Mario, and Ty Burrell Luigi. Come on. And time. Okay. <laughs> That was the most polite uh, Canadian fight uh, for these pitches that I've ever heard. Um, I appreciate the the support that you guys have for each other, but you're supposed to be um, making my decision. Listen, they, they were all good ideas. I just they, had to support them. Yeah. Except for I, right. that was easy kill. <laughs> okay. You're not gonna make um, one movie. <laughs> I'm, so I'm gonna deliver my verdict. I guess uh, I will start with uh, with I'm gonna start with Carson's idea. Um, it's very interesting. I will say this, um, I, <laughs> like, fuck, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to just get struck by lightning by just, just sitting talking, and talking about it. You, okay, I'm going to say you will last, this, this is going to sound bad, but let me explain, you're going to last one movie, your universe think, will last one movie. So. Before public outrage, like just bankrupts your studio. When they find out about it, it's <laughs> over. Well, it's no, first they, they got to one. canceled in production because the, the they're first, gonna read the script. No, no okay, <laughs> we've had like we've had stuff like like stuff along these lines come out before. It, maybe I think it'll come out like on the. But it's just a culmination line. of all of it. Put yeah, together. no, but like that's the that's the thing. The well, first one will come out. And that's when people will realize what this is. So you're telling me it actually go to one movie? Yes. So, oh, Muhammad the Destroyer is not. We are not. <laughs> I we are not. Muhammad the Destroyer is so bad. Like, like I'm not going to lie. I kind of do too. <laughs> okay. Well, you guys, I'm separating myself from you guys right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Yes. One movie. And then rumors are going to come out later about the plans for the next few movies. And then probably like the directors are all going to get assassinated. Um, that's valid. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. No one's to, gonna want to direct this movie. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna move on to Kevin's uh, to the Green Lantern yes. uh, universe. Um, based off the strength of the original movie, I think bad. <laughs> Listen, memories. you can't go based off the strength hey, of the first movie. I'm the judge, all right. Yeah, but still, that's that's <laughs> not valid. He did preface his pitch with. In Amendment Two, thank you. Yes. I did. People want to see a good group. Thank you, thank yeah. you, yes. thank you. you can you let me finish? Sorry, on. go on. I apologize. <laughs> the strength of that first movie is going to hurt you a little bit, but I think you will get to uh, to the three. Uh, like, I think I think it'll get to like four. Well, your plan was for four. I'm trying to like. And that's what I'm saying. It'll get to four. <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> you. I I give you three movies. Um, 
maybe the fourth will come out, but it won't do as well because I think it's very being very focused on the Green Lantern core. It's not a lot of variety. But I mean, like it is an interesting storyline, especially with the the character development throughout all of the movies. But um, yeah, so let's say three and a half. <laughs> fourth comes out on Netflix. Oh man, <laughs> the whole series comes out on Netflix. Netflix all right. Works, right. Um, NCU. I have to hand it. I mm. took it. I took. I did you last. I mean, I oh, talked wow. about yours last. <laughs> um, because uh, you are the winner, Cam. I think you are going to like. Just based off, like, the popularity and the nostalgia of, like, the whole Nintendo universe. Like, it's, I think it's right. There's Yeah, there's a huge market for, like, for all of those characters, really. Yeah. Like, everyone... I, I personally would love to see a Samus movie, like I said before, especially a dark one. Right. Oh, that would um, be sick, actually. That would be... Uh, there's a little bit of contrast between the redoing the Mario versus redoing the Green Lantern. I think Mario is such a popular character... Green Lantern is not. I'm not saying Green Lantern is not a popular character, but also, Mar- that, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Mario, true too. Mario is very right years. for reboot. Oh, no, and might I add that we will not be using practical effects for Yoshi. <laughs> so what do you? So it's, it's, hey, it, I'm a well, big fan of practical effects. Okay. When done well. Yeah. So if we can get like, like the Henson like uh, creature factory or whatever like. Oh, that, to, to okay, 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 okay. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Okay. Put Andy Circus in there somewhere. <laughs> As Yoshi. Mm. As Yoshi. <laughs> no, Andy Circus, Donkey Kong. Come oh on. shit! Uh, okay. <laughs> Too derivative. Jeez. <laughs> um, uh, point is, uh, I I can't even actually put a number on the number of movies because there's so many characters. Like 15. I think I think they would yeah. go the Star Wars route and make like 30 movies, like oh, one yeah. every year until we die. I probably yeah. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to all of you. I very I really enjoyed all of your pitches. Um. Carson, you scared me a little bit. I still enjoyed it. Uh, sorry, Mom. And uh, I think we're going to go to our next audio break. So, uh, I'm going to kick it to Kevin. Can you uh, give us a little uh, intro to your uh, clip yeah, that so, we're about to hear? So, I picked uh, a movie that has nothing to do with any of the, the universes at all. It's a standalone on its own. <laughs> so, I picked the movie The Departed, and I picked the, um, the scene between... Um, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jack Nicholson when they're having their uh, little conversation in the bar uh, where Jack Nicholson questions Leo about uh, a mole in his faction. So um, what you see in this scene is a lot of like... I'm not a cop. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's such great acting. And then there's this this one point where like... It, it's unscripted too. So like, if you guys know what I'm talking about, oh you, yeah, you yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Jack Nicholson does something that that like would normally affect like other people, but like, <laughs> if you watch the movie and you see the reaction, you just see how how great of an actor like both these guys are and just carrying that sort of surprise moment yeah. into like such a natural, such a like you know like fluid like thing. It's just nonstop. It was beautiful to watch. So all right, let's see if it translates to audio only. <laughs> You accused me once. I put up with it. You accused me twice. I quit. You pressure me to fear for my life, and I will put a fucking bullet in your head as if you were anybody else, okay? Got something you wanna ask me? Look, 
He's 70 years old, Frank. I'm just saying, okay? One of you guys is gonna pop you. One of you guys is gonna pop yeah, you. And yeah, as, yeah. as for running drugs, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? You don't need the money or the pain in the ass, and they will catch you. All right. Uh, so for that clip, my question to you, listener, singular, is <laughs> what? Let me get in real close. What did Jack Nicholson take out of his pants to show Leonardo DiCaprio? <laughs> that shocked him so strongly. <laughs> uh, and uh, to, to end that last uh, little social media tidbit, um, remember, tweet us at the official Houston We Have a Podcast Twitter at H W H a podcast <laughs> anyways let's kick it to Carson for the next uh, segment alright so our, our next segment here and we, we apologize for not having done this last episode this is a fun segment to do we're having ourselves a, a good old fashioned battle a fight <laughs> and what the, the fight that we're having today is what is the best cinematic universe that is not the Marvel cinematic universe so each, uh, we have Paulo, Cam, and Kevin are going to be participating in this segment. They have each selected one. Ooh, uh, I'm, I'm ready. Them, I'm going to give them a chance to present their, uh, their initial arguments, and then we're going to go for a free-for-all. So um, we're going to start with Kevin. You have one minute. Take it away. All right, all right. So I'm doing the DC Universe, the DC Extended Universe, which surprise, is... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm defending um, uh, Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Wonder Woman, and Suicide Squad. Best of luck one? to you, yeah, sir. Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with with all these, I just uh, like the pros and cons. So like the pros, I would uh, all the characters that were chosen for for these roles, I think fit the bill to to like the T. You got Henry Cavill, even Jared Leto. Yes. Even Jared Leto. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so we have we have he <laughs> we have Henry Cavill for Man of Steel. We got Ben Affleck, who I think is the best Batman so far, above Christian Bale. I'm sorry, Christian Bale, you did a great job, but Ben Affleck fits the bill. Like the every Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Oh my God! Let me tell you, after I watched that movie, I fell in love. And <laughs> <laughs> you got Deadshot. You got Will Smith fits the bill perfectly. You got. Harley Quinn, who's played by Mar Margot Robbie. So that's the, uh, for the casting part of it. It's great storyline. I think it's okay. Your time is up. Oh, come on, <laughs> man! Uh, that's your minute. You <laughs> later, uh, Cam. What is Carson your is argument? a more savage. I just judge judge than me. So cut off at storyline for the DCEU. Fuck you, Carson. Uh, <laughs> so smart, I'm gonna argue in favor of the View as universe. For those not familiar, that is the Kevin Smith film universe. That includes Clerks. It includes Chasing Amy, Dogma, Mallrats, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Essentially, all of these movies are standalone movies. They work on their own, but they exist within a common universe. They have characters that exist between movies. They have different roles in each movie. Jay and Silent Bob, they have their own universe wherein they have created a comic book. These are side characters from Clerks who have their own movie and have created their own comic book within that movie to become famous. They've got an animated universe. They've got a television universe. They are expansive. 
And if it were up to Kevin Smith, they'd probably have like a Clerks 3, Mulrats 2, <laughs> and a bunch of others. Fortunately, they've not involved like Red State and Tusk into their universe. <laughs> but just based on the expansiveness and the wholeness of the universe, I love it. I've got to say it's the absolute strongest. And Paul, what is yours? All right. I'm taking on the Monsterverse. That includes <laughs> Godzilla, King Kong... Um, Godzilla versus King Kong. Godzilla versus <laughs> King Kong. You know what? I'm going to throw Rodan in there. I'm going to throw Mothra in there. This is just a fucking awesome universe. Just who doesn't love big giant monsters destroying shit and pe- people trying try to figure out how to deal with it? Like, it's just just the concept of of that, like, just the action of these these larger-than-life I'm not going to say characters. Well, no, actually, they are... Are they, they characters? Have, they have been made into characters a little bit. It could be done a little better. I will I will give you that. But these are characters, and once they do it right... Well, oh, shit, I just... <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> once they do it oh, right... Oh, game over! Wait, once they do it even more right... <laughs> this is going to be a really awesome universe, I have to say. Like, And the people that they have on board are that they have on board already are very cool and on uh, to build on cam's point having them as separate um separate movies without having like not so much build up to a a bigger movie like versus each other okay in itself Uh, (laughs) so like i'll let you guys talk more about it but here's some initial questions i have for you Uh uh-huh uh so i'm going to challenge you guys a little bit on yours kevin yeah the dc does it have a vision? Do, like it seems like they're changing every movie to fit with whatever it seems like the popular opinion is. Do they have a vision? Does this Do work they have for a cinematic vision? universe? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Cam, for yours, why does it need to be a cinematic universe? Is this anything more than Easter eggs, or is there a reason for them all to be in the same cinematic universe? Oh. And for Paulo, <laughs> they have never had a good protagonist. They've had good monsters. They've had good side characters. How do you have a movie in this universe? that has room for a good protagonist because they haven't done it yet. And with the format of what they're doing, it doesn't seem like you can. So how do you I do got that? you. I got you. So I got you. I'll let you guys take it away. I'll open it up. Fight away. Oh, just like a free-for-all? Free-for-all. Sorry, sorry. What was your question to me again? <laughs> what is the, the actual vision of the DC Universe? Uh, okay. vision, is in, vision. vision is in the MCU. Hey, get, get, <laughs> hey. He's, no. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? The reason why there's been so much difficulty in creating such a good, uh, like, a human protagonist in the MonsterVerse is because it's not about the humans, strictly. It's about the monster. Like, the focus has to, like, you want a Godzilla movie to be about Godzilla. You want King Kong to be about King Kong. And the the latest one... It's like, terrible. The King Kong Sox Island. Terrible. I will give you that. It was not. It was not that good. Like, all the human characters were... I'll say underdeveloped, but again, the focus is to be on the monster. Like this is what the universe is about See, because because they are building up to the the big like the King Kong versus Godzilla, which I think is going to be fucking awesome. See, I would have to disagree because I think it feels like every movie's a reboot for each one of those big monsters. So how are you going to have a, a reboot every single time and then have that big fight if it's never going to get there? Because of all those reboots. Really? You, you uh, gonna say yeah. that to me, DC? Huh? huh? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Ta- what reboots are we talking about? Listen, Batman has so many reboots because it just it just stands the test of time and it can be told over and over and over again. Right? So you're telling me what the what for me, what is the the uh, the view? What was it? 
the the vision. The vision. Sorry, I, I keep forgetting that <laughs> word. I'm very drunk. I'm sorry. So the vision. Okay. So if you if you pay attention to any of those the new those uh, DC movies that I was talking about recently, you you will notice that there's so many parts of it that relates very closely to a lot of the comics. And I'm talking about like Batman vs Superman, for instance. Like you you can relate a lot of that to like Frank Miller's um, the Dark Knight uh, series. Like it's such a dark, such a like crazy series and it, it, it brings like the the very like gritty part of batman like to the point where he like he's not the the batman from christopher nolan where he doesn't kill people like he kills people like and it's it getting to the point where like he'll he'll kill he a motherfucker everyone. he would kill a motherfucker <laughs> he threw a box into someone's head and his, you saw his head bleed on the wall like that's yeah. crazy shit no he's dead but the the vision <laughs> is the vision is to bring it to to the un, the, the, un, uh, the uniting of the justice league if I may, yeah. the vision of the DCEU yeah. is to mirror the MCU as best they can. I think uh, they're working up to Darkseid, who is essentially DC. But did you know... Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Did you know that DCU had all those characters before... Like, the MCU had... Like, those, no, those are carbon copies of them. They're just doing the movies after. In terms of, like, the comic characters. I'm talking about, yeah. Invented. I'm talking chronologically Fair. speaking. Yeah, like, Darkseid was there before there was a Thanos. I, yeah, um, no, absolutely. You got like you got all Slade those characters. Wilson before Wade yeah, Wilson. You got absolutely. all those guys that that relate to uh, someone in DC. So like, if you compare like the first movie that Marvel sent out, like if you look at the first um, Iron, Iron Man, Man, if you look at the first Batman, I mean, you put them head to head, I would I would take the the Batman. Or sorry, if we're talking about this Batman, it's pretty good because like story wise, sorry, Batman vs Superman. I apologize. <laughs> story wise. Like there's no, I there's very little holes in it. Like the only the only in, Bat- in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, there's very little holes in it. Disagree. Uh, 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 I just want to point out that your judge wrote a ten thousand word. <laughs> how many holes there were in it? Ten thousand. He's not. 10, he's not lying. Carson. Carson doesn't joke. <laughs> well, I still I still think it holds up against like, <laughs> like for the vision wise. The main thing is to get dark side. Like they're they're trying to find they're trying to unite all these specific guys, like the Flash, Aquaman, Batman, Man of Steel, who is dead, in the movie right now currently. Superman's not coming back. No. No, you don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so like, th- that's the vision. It's to it's to to fight this one big bad guy. Yes, it follows the one of the Avengers, but I think it's gonna end up being uh, like that much greater than that one. You know, but I think that the issues with that like it's. It's such a good contrast with the simplicity of the monster verse. Like, it's not. We're not trying to, like, uh, build all these separate. Like, well, you have so much character de- development for for all these guys that are done wrong. What do you mean? <laughs> How are they done wrong, though? Like, uh, give me an example. Okay, let's start with Suicide Squad then. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> all right, bring it on. Let's go. <laughs> character development. Um. So, uh, Amanda Waller. Let's start with her. She uh, builds the Suicide Squad to fight a a threat. That uh, she creates by creating the Suicide Squad. Oh well, that's more of a uh, more of a story yeah, issue than it a is. character development. But of the Suicide Squad, how many of them have backstories? How many of them are like fleshed out characters? I, um, on this note, might I interject to say <laughs> that this is why the View Askew universe, the Kevin Smith universe, is so. Make it out of here! <laughs> They've got backgrounds. You get Jay and Silent Bob introduced you, in Clerks number one. You know what? Silent Bob doesn't even talk. So yeah, like, man. Exactly. Does that even really no, count? But for a character who doesn't talk, yeah, that backfire. look at his development. <laughs> right? Exactly. If you you're going to compare it to the DCEU, you're going to see that. But those are different characters. Like, like, relative to him, that works for him. But that 
and they're not the bombastic, huge spectacles of cinematic theatrics that are the DCEU, uh-huh. but they're like the smaller kind of stories. They're the more like personable human these are human like relatable exactly it, absolutely but see you know what I, I i would disagree because like you take such grand cast sorry not cast characters like superman how do you make him weak what they did in the movie is that they gave him the the, the emotional weakness like you can't how are you gonna how are you gonna bring down a guy that can fucking destroy the earth with like 10 punches like he like not really <laughs> nope, that's valid think that's about valid. it like you have to hit him in an internal like personal level that's what they try to do so people when people say that the movie was slow like you have to think about how the entire movie, they were trying to like bring Superman down emotionally, like like bring him to a point where like okay now you have to go and do you bend to my will, make make someone who ca- characterizes good, make someone who characterizes all that is good do something bad. But I don't think that the average viewer is sitting there thinking like oh yeah that's right, like a savage he snapped Zod's neck last movie. <laughs> Yeah, he like took out a whole building full of people. First of all, he didn't take the building full of people out. No, Zod that was threw him in. No, no. But think You're about right. it. Granted, <laughs> these are guys. Okay, so like in the scene where he snaps his neck, like those are two guys that are equally strong. Other people can do that to each other who are equally strong. That's not that big of a deal, right? Like when you say that, that's how he killed him. Like the fact that he killed him is more of a big deal. Well, the, that, the fact that he chose I mean. to kill him, and in right? such a personal way, it's not like he laser beamed yeah, him from yeah. afar. He grabbed his neck and he turned it until he died. And like, there's the character development. He's choosing to go the dark path to, to, to for the greater good, right? So like, you have like, there's the little things. Like people think, oh, snap his neck is done. No, he had to choose to do that. He had to choose to fucking look, 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 look. I don't want to go and watch a friggin' uh, Superman and Batman movie to have a philosophical discussion about life. All right, I want like. If I'm watching something like a spectacle like this, no, you just want a couple of monsters breaking buildings. Because it's awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, if you could do that right, oh shit, I just screwed myself over again. I I, but I'm saying <laughs> they did it right two, though. Three times now. All right, I'm gonna officially throw in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like, it's again the simplicity of just having like these monsters and having the human. Well, the human element hasn't been developed yet that well. Because they're not. But hum- I'm, joking, I'm, get- I'm joking. I'm joking. The human characters, like uh, I'm crossing my fingers for uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, but once they figure that out, sorry, you're crossing your fingers for human development in King Kong versus Godzilla. Yes, when when, when, when the character development did not exist in the movies preceding it. Yes. So you where you you are hoping the character <laughs> development happens in the next movie? That is correct. The second movie. <laughs> they'll, they'll get to it. I'm hey, hoping they will. Hey, the, the DC universe started out with Green Lantern. Listen, <laughs> valid point. <laughs> That movie was terrible, but <laughs> it's I, not counted in this one. But can I say the View Askew universe started with Clerks, a movie made for $40,000 between Kevin Smith and his buddy Scott Mosier. They just, a couple of guys doing it, who That's on the true. ground level developed a couple characters. A couple guys what? On the couple, ground level doing a it. A couple guys doing it. On the, on the ground level. <laughs> on the ground level, guys. On the ground level. <laughs> But for real, I genuinely think that that cinematic universe has like the most character development. They stand alone because they have nothing else. Own. They have nothing else. That's that's all they have. Like you, you take in that they don't have superpowers. No, 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 <laughs> no, not just that. I mean, like you, because you have people that are like superhuman. The fact that you can put great character development into that, like it, it kind of like resonates with people too. I, I, I mean, and yeah, I get it. To be There's honest, that extra added factor of them being like these gods, but also human. Genuinely, that's why I'm excited for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And let me just put in a pitch <laughs> yeah. for Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, because I be think sick. Taika Waititi is going to do an unreal job of humanizing those characters 
in the MCU the gold standard. Listen, listen, this is why we weren't he's allowed right. to pick the I know. MCU. I agree. <laughs> You're right. Okay, so to wrap this segment up, I'm going to give you guys each a chance to have a final statement. Uh, again, I'm going to go to Paulo and say, like, what does a good movie in this universe look like when you focus on monsters so much? Like, how do you have room for a good protagonist, the human characters that we actually care about? Cam, why do I care about the next movie in the viewers universe? Do I care about it? Like, I, I don't know about it at all. Like, what is the next movie? What is it building towards? And I would almost say the same thing for Kevin. Like, why... Why do I care about the next movie in the DCEU universe? It seems like they're going to change it every time. Uh, so we'll start off with Paula. All right. So I'm going to start this off by uh, referencing the original, like the really, really old cartoon of the God, uh, the Godzilla TV show. Oh, that one, that one was amazing because they had the balance between the go- between Godzilla as the character and the human, the human uh, team that was, they weren't the, the focus, but they were supporting Godzilla. Okay. So like, I know it sounds weird, but they can't just keep having Godzilla as a mindless dinosaur with like shades of like human not humanity but like shades of feelings where he's like doing things for a reason i think they should go all the way and like actually uh build uh buy into the 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 idea that he is on our side so that we can actually have that real fight between not necessarily him and king kong because king the same uh concept holds true with king kong but like rodan and mothra and all those other monsters like once I keep saying, once they do it right, <laughs> come on, man. So Godzilla is the one we're character developing, right? Huh? No, but King Kong has that too. Like they oh, okay, they yeah, started yeah. that in the, the last movie. Yeah, saying, in, okay. they started that <laughs> in, in in Skull <laughs> Island. They started Many that. The, he was their protector of of the the people on that island. <clears throat> once they just they they gotta bring everything together. Like they have the pieces there. Just once they bring that together. That that balance between the the humans supporting King, uh, King Kong and Godzilla, because they're not again they're not the focus. Once we have that, and the focus on the monsters, because you go to a King Kong or a Godzilla movie to see King Kong or Godzilla, then that's it's all gonna come together and it's going to uh, I think it's gonna be a bigger spectacle than anything that the DC uh, universe comes up with because the, uh, they've been striking out until Wonder Woman. And also, <laughs> what? Um, and uh, I, you know, I can't say right. anything yeah, bad about uh, the VSQ universe. Your, uh, final closing argument. So, Carson, you asked why do you care about the next film in the VSQ universe? And my answer is you don't. You don't care at all. Nobody does. Uh, that universe has been dead for a little while. But the next movie is going to be so friggin' good. How about that? That you're going to want to see it. You're going to clamor to see it. You're going to be like, what are Jay and Silent Bob up to? What are the adventures of Chronic and Blunt Man can up you, to? Can you name I can't even movie? argue against him. Can I, the, the next movie? I would have said Clerks 3, but I feel like that's an actual thing that's in like production. I'm going to go for Dogma 2. <laughs> I feel as though building on your kind of pitch for you know religious upheaval, let's just say, <laughs> there might be a space for a Dogma sequel. Where so we have you, Buddy Christ Jr. Is the True North trilogy part of the U.S. universe? I do not think so. Okay. I think they are separate. Okay. I appreciate you're asking that. That's why I brought up Tusk earlier. I don't think it's a part of the universe. I don't think Red State is. Though it would be rad if they were. Because again, yes. that would just add depth to the universe. I, I, no, I, I agree with you on that. 
As a Saskatchewan native, I am most looking forward to moose jaws. <laughs> yep, I completely understand that. Yeah, yeah, that's as you should be. If you would have just said Moose Jaws is the next movie in the in like the the universe, you might have won it or something. Else. But anyway, we'll move on to Kevin. drop the ball. <laughs> All right, so you asked me where this this is gonna go. So if okay, so for the DCU universe, I feel like this universe is. I don't want to sound like snobby when I say this, but like, I feel like it's more catered towards like people that know the backstory of like a lot of the characters and of the story. Because like when you look at when you watch like movies like Batman vs Superman and um, Wonder Woman, you see like little Easter eggs, kind of pointing towards uh, actually mainly Batman vs Superman. You see little Easter eggs pointing towards like the coming of Darkseid and and you know Flashpoint paradox um, that's going to be like coming up eventually. Where um, it it just the storyline is—it's so hidden in those movies, and like if you know it, like then you, then I guess you could have that a certain appreciation for it. But like if you're just a regular moviegoer and you don't know anything about it, it's kind—I of, can—I can see why people don't have that genuine like liking to it and feel like it's boring, feel a little lost in it. But like if you know the comics, it's—it's it's a great thing, and it's—it's it's leading to a thing where it's gonna be so multidimensional, like, like like actually, because like. You're gonna have the flashpoint paradox where he goes back in time and then he affects something that's gonna change that the, the entire timeline, cool like, right? I, so like it's it's gonna be it's 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 a waiting game. Like it's just it's just a few <laughs> movies away for it to be like really great. Like it's just setting it's just setting it's like little dominoes setting but up right the, now. It's the not fun. great. Once they this get it right, <laughs> <laughs> they're right now though. They're good. I, like you, I'm right there with you, Kevin. Once they get uh, it right, they listen, <laughs> they're good right now. <laughs> but, yeah. Setting the stage. Uh, so okay, here's my thoughts on the map. You get a movie like Wonder Woman that is, like, as much as I like it, it's okay at best. Like, it's a decent movie. It's fine. Everyone's saying, oh, my God, the DC Universe is back on track. <laughs> Everyone wants the DC Universe to succeed. Yeah. You even look at this conversation here. We spent the most amount of time talking about the DC Universe. <laughs> it's the big universe that <laughs> we want to see. it's huge. Like, if the MonsterVerse gets one movie that does okay, which, honestly, like, they haven't done anything <laughs> yet. And, like, the Kevin Smith Universe, it's like... Again, like, I love all of those movies. Yeah, is there a reason for it to be a cinematic universe? I don't know. Like, I feel like it's more of an Easter egg at this point. But, like, in terms of what is a good cinematic universe, I'm going to give it to Kevin for the DC Extended Universe. And that's not just because I'm a DC fan. <laughs> I was going to say. It's partially no, that because... is absolutely because you're a DC fan. <laughs> no, it's not. It's because only, he knows. It's only partially because I'm a DC fanboy. But, like, you talk about business. You talk about what a cinematic universe is right now. And it's, like, it's about getting people interested and, like, People, are, regardless of whether it's good or bad, people are always talking about the DC Extended Universe. And I feel like that's kind of what came through in this argument of, like, we want it to succeed. We want to talk about it. We want to, like, see these characters succeed. So, yeah, in my opinion... Yeah. And they don't want to mirror, like, MCU. Like, like, like think about it. They set the gold standard. Like, imagine trying to do what they're doing, but different. Like, yeah. that's very hard to do. And you're coming after. Your first standalone movies for this universe are coming, like, what, eight years after? Maybe more? Yeah. Right. So it's 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 a lot harder. They have a lot of opportunity to improve upon I agree. the model no, I agree. that's already I agree. established. I agree. I agree. There's a long way to go. Like there is the MCU, and then there's everyone else. And like yeah. the DC is going to have to make three or four good movies in a row oh, yeah. for anyone to consider it in the same. And they're coming the up. MCU. I think it's going to come. I think it's coming I, up. I, I really I want to. I don't so know do if they will, but I want them to, and I think that's why that argument works. I I'm rooting for them too. As much yeah. as I hated on Suicide Squad, I even Listen, enjoyed watching that. You movie. You liked watching that movie. I know. I did. I I just did it. You know, that movie was a hot mess, though. Like, it was it really, a hot mess. It was. Just for uh, for Houston, we have a podcast canon. I will reiterate the uh, the fight standings as they put. <laughs> you uh, mother it's Carson at two wins, Kevin at one win, uh, Apollo at zero wins. 
wins. Oh, jeez. Uh, and everyone else, I guess, at zero wins as well. Um, hey, when I, <laughs> when I get on track, when I get everything together. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the MonsterVerse. Yes. All right, okay. socially, to end this off, as always, what movies are we looking forward to coming out? Uh, so we're talking about what's coming out in August. Uh, who wants to take it away? Cam? I'll go first. For? I'm really looking forward to Detroit. Damn it! Ah, Damn it! I knew I was going to take it. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. Because it's, it's, it's going to be a phenomenal movie. I like, hate that's, you. It, right? Exactly. It's just, it's, it's, it's going to be great. Enjoy it. Uh, me personally, the movie I'm looking forward to is Logan Lucky, uh, which is oh, Steven yeah, Soderbergh's yeah, yeah, return. Yeah. Uh, this looks like a movie that's very similar to like the Ocean's Eleven trilogy, which I feel like gets a lot of like a little bit of hatred, but it was actually really good. Uh, and you got like uh, Adam Driver in this. You got uh, Daniel Craig. You got a lot of really good actors in it. I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do with that one. So uh, yeah, I look forward to it. Uh, Paul, what do you look forward to? Uh, so I'm looking forward to the Emoji movie, which is coming. Out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm 100% kidding. As much as I actually really really like TJ Miller. TJ Miller. Yeah, I love TJ Miller, but like, dude, fire agent. Um, <laughs> um, he did, I, now he's off Silicon Valley. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to. I might be a little early on this one, but Kingsman, uh, the sequel to oh, Kingsman. Sequel, yeah. Uh, I really liked the original, and uh, the the same director is coming back. Um, they're bringing back Colin Firth, which kind of doesn't make sense, but you know what? He's he's cool. He's so, got an eye patch. Yeah. So yeah, he was he didn't die. Just he got shot. Time has passed. <laughs> and a beard, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. It's a good action, and uh, it's a very unique uh, spy movie. And Channing Tatum's kind of the perfect. Pick. Oh yeah, so, like the he... American like statesman. Yeah, and who's um the his Jeff boss? Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm a big fan of Jeff Bridges. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to pick Detroit. Just reiterate. Just, God just, just double it. down on it. So it's a movie about the civil unrest, uh, like the darkest moments that took place during the, the 1967 civil unrest. Um, yeah, with John Boyega fighting the Empire, right? It's just, it's, you're Sorry. I'm, I'm giving him this look right now. Sorry. I'm giving him this really dirty look right now. I, I no. apologize. But yeah, so I mean, uh, just like he pretty much like told you like, the movie I'm t- pretty much re- give you a brief explanation it but like it looks really good like it's really like dark and like a little gritty like it's it's gonna be a really good dramatic film mm. but if I was gonna pick something else just to like you know pick something else <laughs> I would say The Dark Tower I think you guys talked about that last time but I mean just to see a double down of the double listen double might as well a double down on Idris Elba oh yeah that's my dude but uh, just to see Matthew McConaughey play like the bad guy. I think for me, that's like the, the main thing. Mm. Uh, uh, that's going to be really good, I think. And it's a Stephen King film. So my history I've never read his books, but they Detroit look... Detroit is that John Boyega keeps wanting to do these dramatic films, but it's just like, <laughs> be charismatic. Like, that's what you're good at. I just want you to see, like, see him be charismatic, but he keeps wanting to be serious. And I'm like, I don't want you to do that. Just be Finn in Star Wars. <laughs> All no, the time. Let, let him expand his horizons, man. That's fine. But you know what? That's I can say the same thing for John Krasinski in that movie. Like, I could only see him as the dude that, what was his name it's in, in Jim Office? Jim in the office. The I camera. can only see him as that. But yo, let him expand his horizons. So man. Jim is gonna let like, him fly. Is he a, is he a cop in that movie? Yeah. With John Krasinski? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So he's gonna like beat down a, yeah. a colored person yeah. and then, much. like look into the it's, camera. It's very it's very likely. Yeah, and look into the camera all awkward and bash. John Krasinski, <laughs> like <laughs> the nicest guy on the face of the earth, probably is humanizing yeah. the, the <laughs> whitewashing. All right, this has officially been our most offensive episode <laughs> of all time. And we should uh, end this and be more offensive. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, tune in again next month or week or whatever the fuck our 
cadences now. That's right. Hey, be on the lookout for that Instagram. Tweet us. 